theyeshiva.net. So we're up to the end of Perek Aleph of the Parshish Nesach Maimer, Staf Mem, Column 2, Shlach Mem, Column 2, page 79 in English. So what was the point? After the whole introduction about <coughs> Nesachim, and what the Gemara says in Brachas, Staf Yudalad, that if you say Krishna without Tefillin, it's like an oiler without a minchin, a zevach without mesachin. To understand what that means. And then the whole explanation of karbonus and the fire that ate up, the, that, consumed, that consumed the animal. And from there he went into disgust that a person, why Krishna, is a carbon, because every person has in them also a fire, just like the Mizbeach had a fire, a heavenly fire, and an earthly fire. Every person has a fire. In Yiddish, the inner fire, the inner fire. We all have a yesod ha'esh. Every person has a yesod ha'esh. That's the element of the chai in the person. And he's talking about the srafim, who they're not just they have a fire. They're called srafim. They're they're burnt up by their fire. In other words, they are fire. They are fire. There's so much fire that there's nothing else but fire. When a fire burns something up, there's nothing else but fire. So you have malachim that have different names. The cloud, the cloud, and the chiddush says that when something is named with something, it means that's that's who it is. So when you call it srafim, it means it's not a name. It means it is fire. So everything else is burnt up. It's saraf. The fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe is known as the Rebbe Rashab. They were, he was a child of the Maharash. The Rebbe Maharash was the youngest of the Tzemach Tzedek, the grandson of the Balatanya. So you know how children in their houses, they play house. One becomes mommy, one becomes a tati, one becomes the... You know what it is? Role play, role play. So uh, he had an older brother, they called him the Dazar, Abzalmanara. They were both little kids. One was three or four, and the other one was five or six. So they were playing house, but since they grew up in the house of a Rebbe with Chassidim, so one was a Rebbe and one was a Chassid. So um, the Razor, the older brother who didn't become the Lubavitcher Rebbe, his younger brother, the Rashab. But they were Mamash little kids. He was the Rebbe, and his younger brother was the Chassid. So you go in. So in Chabad, there's questions in Askala and in Avaida. Askala, it means questions and ideas. Chassidus and Avaida is in personal life. So he said, she asked both questions. So the question in Avaida was, he asked them, that the Balatanya Paskins in the Siddur, not to crack nuts on Shabbos. In the Shulchan Aruch, he allowed to crack nuts on Shabbos. In the Siddur that he wrote for his Siddur, he said that they should not crack nuts on Shabbos. Why? Because two reasons. Number one, he said the shells afterwards, shells, let's say uh, pistachios of these nuts, sunflower seeds, the shells are mukasim. People don't realize they're on the table. He's not moving them. So he says, push the is Second thing is, in the city he writes, second thing is that uh, very often a little bit of the nuts, a little bit of nuts stays in, in, the, in, the, in the shell and you want to take it out. So you move away the shell and that's boiler. And it's boiler in the You have to be a carpet chat sometime with the Besamekdash. This is because it's very hard to be careful. So if the nuts are cracked before Shabbos, fine, but the crack about some Shabbos, he says he shouldn't. So in Chabad, this is a very makbid not to crack nuts on Shabbos. Other chesedim faket, all Shabbos have to numerous. It's the sunflower seeds. It's oinik Shabbos. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if you don't look at the tide in the morning, you don't have to see the sunflower seeds in the afternoon. So the Rebbe Rashab, he was a little kid. He says that he was he was nichshel. He cracked a nut on Shabbos against the Alter Rebbe Paskins in the city. So he came for a tikkun. So uh, his brother told him what to do. He should start davening from the Siddur and he should learn the halachas. So Rebbe Rashab blurred blur out and said, He says, why not? I gave you a tikkun. He says, Five times we get a tikkun of First you give a sigh. You did not give a sigh. <laughs> he went straight to the to repair. So he told him. A Rebbe, five times we get a tikkun, get We call it today empathy. You have to feel. You just right away told me what to do. What's the second Shailin Haskala? Now it's a Shailin Haskala. 
So the Rashab says, Vos is Ayid. Vos is Ayid, tell me, what's a Jew? So the Razor says, Ayid is fire. Ayid is fire. A Jew is fire. So he says, So why don't I get burnt when I touch you? So he said, Well, do best Eich fire. And as fire, lit on fire, you're also fire. So when fire touches fire, it doesn't get burnt. Fire can't get burnt. Fire, fire is fire. So Surafim is the pshat that <laughs> you're completely burnt. He's completely burnt. Why is he burnt? So he says because of this one machshav. A person is not a malach. Why? First of all, you're not made up of one element. You're made up of paradoxes and so much diversity. And number two, the soul goes on a whole journey that the malach souls never goes. Nonetheless, Be'etzim, he says that the Shem is higher than the malach. Much higher. He says, infinitely higher than a malach. And that was the discussion, what a neshama is, and how the neshama comes down, and what part of the neshama is a body, and the idea that the neshama is a thought, it's a divine thought. It's really a divine thought, that is the neshama. So it's the divine consciousness experiencing life, that's the journey of the neshama. It's almost Hashem experiencing life through you, you're an embodiment of that. Because of all this, so he now concludes the connection to Karbonus and the Mizbeh. That's at the end of Pei Remember the last few lines. <laughs> How does a divine thought end up often trapped in a completely different reality? So that's because of a very intense evolution. So he says, the line should be Hishtalshas, close to the end of Pei I don't know, like 50 miles from the bottom. With a tremendous evolution of worlds, the light, the ray of the soul can become embodied and enclosed and even mistaken and misconstrued as it's expressed through the animal consciousness. But it never loses its pristine power. Never doubt that your soul has been compromised. It still always has the ability to rule, to rule over the body, to rule over the animal consciousness. What does it mean to rule? Not to forfeit its identity, on the contrary. To enlighten them. Is never a situation where the soul has become embodied so much that it loses itself and it becomes an animal. It always has that ability to be able to, on the contrary, to inspire, to enlighten, to educate. That the Yisoyed Ha'esh of the Behemoth should be subsumed, or should be sublimated, or should be inspired by the Yisoyed Ha'esh of the Nefesh Alikis. A person needs passion. A person is passion. A person is fired. It's not like, there's no person without passion. The question is, what you're going to be passionate about. If one passion, if the inner passion of the Divine Soul is, is suppressed, if it's latent, if it's dormant, if it's overpowered. So the passion will be harnessed in another passion. So that's what he says, that the Nefesh Alekis has the ability to be able to take the chamimos, the, the heat, the, the warmth, the varamkai, in a person's heart. But it could be directed towards what he calls which are all types of addictions, or all types of cravings that don't constitute the inner core of a person's values and priorities. It's just a way of the animal soul feeling good, fast, because it has a passion. A person needs passion. You have to live for something. You have to be excited about something. The question is what I'm going to be excited about. So he says, the Yisoyed Ha'esha, the key, can always, can always prevail, at least to some degree. What, what, what is that defined? He says that's the passion to be one. The passion to be subsumed by Hadusi is a The passion to be connected, to be part of truth. 
to be part of the oneness of reality, the oneness of Hashem. It never ignores the fire of the animal soul. It lifts it up. That's what a carbon is. The idea of a carbon is a very, very real thing. It's why is carbon such a central thing in Judaism? Because it's one of the most central things in life. What's the carbon? The carbon is, I don't give up on my animal. I don't destroy my animal. I need to uplift it. It also wants to be part of the fire. It has fire. But the question is, which fire will I introduce it to? The animal is not bad. The animal is not evil. The animal doesn't have to be obliterated. The animal needs to be trained, needs to be educated, needs to be opened up. That's the concept of the carbon. The carbon is <coughs> the great, there's a Gemara in Chagiga, Ripshol <coughs> Alter from Ger, Rosh Hashiva was in Los Angeles yesterday. So somebody sent me, <coughs> just this morning, so he said from his father, that Pinchas Menachem Alter, the Pnei Menachem, that uh, it says in Chagiga that a person is similar to a, to a Malachim in three things and similar to a Bahamian in three things. Well, in terms of uh, uh, defecation, going to the bathroom and eating and drinking, etc., procreation, sleep. Well, there was this Gimel Dvarim, you like a Malach, a person, three things like a Bahamian. So his father said, was just trying to insult people, Mr. Bahamian, Mr. Bahamian, Mr. Bahamian, more things than you imagine. So he said, no, the point is, he was trying to say that a person is greater than Malachi Asharis. That even those three things that are like a behemoth could become Kemalachi Asharis, and here we see even greater than Malachi Asharis. So the idea is that the Yisrael Ha'esh of the Nefesh Hamas could become like a carbon, once you a carbon, it becomes subsumed in which fire? In a godly fire, in the Esh of the King. Because that's really at the core of the fire. That's really at the core of the fire. If not, it's going to look for a different fire. Liyoyz, Shabachal Eish Shemagbir. It always works commensurate with each other. Every time you intensify the element of the godly fire, it diminishes or cools off the element of the natural fire, which becomes nichlul and kedusha. This is the expression in Torah. Fire consumes fire. What's that? There's two fires. There's the Yisoyed Ha'esh that the Nefesh of Bahamas has. Esh Ruach Mayim offer. One of it is Yisoyed Ha'esh. In Tanya, he brings to Reb Chaim Vital in the first chapter that anger, for example, and arrogance come from the Yisoyed Ha'esh of the Nefesh of Bahamas. Addiction comes from the Yisoyed Ha'mayim. Depression and melancholy and sadness comes from earth, you said Ha'afar. Um, mockery, cynicism, uh, idle talk, Lutzonus, Estaitis, Vonabatelum, that comes from Yisod Ha'ruach. But Kas and Gaiva, arrogance and anger, come from Yisod Ha'esh. Shenigba Lamaila. He brings in the first chapter of Tanya from Rebchaim Vital and Shari Fire rises, and arrogance is a way of lifting myself up. It doesn't last much, but uh, it's a fake way. But that's the point. The animal is trying to cope with, with self-esteem. So anger also. Anger also. Anger is a form of uh, telling yourself you're a good person. <laughs> Everybody else is horrible. I get angry at you because you're evil and I'm good. Instead of talking to you about my pain, right, I get angry. So in many cases, anger is just a secondary emotion to cover up what's really bothering me, and I just dismiss you. I get angry at you, and somehow, in my own psychological coping mechanism, it puts me on a pedestal. I'm a good guy, and it somehow assuages a little bit of my pain. Any of you get angry, you know what I'm talking about. Huh? Next time you get angry, it's hard to do it while you're angry. <laughs> but when you, get, when you get angry at somebody, especially somebody in the family, right? So uh, be curious and then look into what's happening and go a little deeper and you'll see what's behind the anger. You may need help with somebody else to do it because you get very overwhelmed. Sometimes afterwards it's helpful to do it. I'm giving examples of the Yisoyed Ha'esh, or the Baby Salaf says, but every time you're Magber, you, you bring out the Yisoyed Ha'esh of the Nefesh Al-Lakiz, it allows a little bit of the fire of the Nefesh Bahamas to be subsumed in it. So he says it's Mismayet or Mismayet. Ha'esh Oich Ha'esh. One ish eats up another ish. There's no ish bechain how you be karbonis mamish. She ish shall kedusha shall mila achla balichaim shall kedusha shal ish. 
We learned that animals represent fire. They are the element of fire. Just like by the Malachim Srafim. But even Chayis HaKodesh, they are the, the primary element in, in animals, in beasts, is fire. You sometimes even feel it, you know, in the, the jungle, the, 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 the passion of an animal. People are drawn to it because it's like primal, you know, it's not sophisticated. We also have that. But with us, there's a lot of other elements that take over and eclipse it. You know, animals, you have like something that raw, you ever watch a chase of, of a lioness, of, of a cheetah, of a tiger, you see that. Huh? The fire in the eyes. And sometimes people are like that too, the fire in the eyes. He says it's his side ha'esh. So by carbonism, it was mamish death in a physical sense. But the esh alamayla literally consumed this esh. But it's representative of a spiritual internal dynamic, which is why Krishna is compared to the carbon. Achim calls that, but nevertheless, he says in Pedic Beis, he nay, he said, he shall look at Shaboya, but midog vul, or mislabish benafshechiunis. The element of fire, since it's embodied in the body and animal soul, it has its limits. It's enclosed in the biological soul. The neshama is not divorced, it's not somewhere in heaven. They work completely together. It's one. You can't even know that you can't even, it's not a clear distinction. But it's like you're always in the, the vush is not a shirt that you take off. It's a lavush that God gives you for your whole life. My nefesh achiyunis, my biological soul, is the lifelong marriage. It's, it's, it's married for your whole life with your nefesh of the kiss. It's not even like a marriage where there could be a get. Right? Or separation. You can go, on the, you can go away for two weeks on a business trip. I don't know if you should, but potentially you could. It's, the, it's never a good idea, but there's that concept. But here, this marriage, you never go away from me. This is a lifelong marriage. It's a match made in heaven. But you have to live it out on earth. So he says, so therefore, it's defined by it also. It's literally one feeds off the other. You know, like the Gemara says, if somebody tells you that Sur and, and Yerushalayim are both <laughs> standing majestically tall, don't believe them. For Sur to be on top, Yerushalayim has to be desolate. They can't both work in intensity. I can't be angry and full of hate and full of anger, right? And then by davening, I'm on passion to look. One, it's the same energy, very beautiful. It's the same energy. Anger is an energy. <laughs> jealousy is an energy. He says anger, jealousy, hate, and anything similar. Call me Titus. Because he's talking about Yisrael Ha'eth. That's why he mentions this. Anger is fire. A lot of passion and anger. <laughs> Some people, they live out their passion through anger. That's how they're passionate. Hatred. Ooh. Anybody knows how to hate? Some people don't know how to hate. Some people know how to hate. A lot of passion. Especially if you could bring God into it. There's nachbas. You know what I mean? I don't hate you. God hates you. It's real passion. Somebody once said, Right, a machloek is not for the sake of God. You can make a pshara. I give you fifty thousand. You give me machloek is l'shem shemayim soifel l'skaim. It's going to last forever. It's not personal. <laughs> you can't buy me off. It's going to last forever. And then this kina, kina is also passion. A lot of passion there. A lot of fire, jealousy, envy. And then he says, "But they may have anything connected to this or all these types." So what happens is that's also feeding off the ash of the nefesh alikis. It's not just feeding off the Asian. It's also, it's taking. It's taking the power of the nefesh of the kiss. And that's where they have to understand the unity of the two souls. It's using the power of the nefesh of the kiss to feed its flame. It needs fuel. It needs, a fire needs fuel. A fire needs oxygen. Fire needs chios. A fire needs life. So it takes that power. And he says, now what happens is, If I can give a, 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 a very mundane metaphor. Right? If somebody's in a relationship, he actually says this in a mind, if somebody's in a relationship, let's take in a marriage, but part of their heart is busy with somebody else, I probably don't have to be my 
It's not like, oh, but I come home at night. Now I'm with my wife. We have a wonderful marriage. It doesn't work that way. Part of your heart is somewhere else. That heart is not going to be opened up to uh, to which should be opened up. It just doesn't work that way. You say, why not? I have a lot. I have a lot inside of me. It feeds off that. And Bemela, when it comes time and you want to have a relationship with somebody you should be having a relationship with, somebody that you're really invested in, somebody that you've connected your lives to each other and you're building a life together, it won't be there. People don't realize this. In Brooklyn, come in Thompson of nine chasinus and Einach, because you're in Brooklyn. But in life, either my heart is here or my heart is here. Now, we go through fluctuations. But he says, but you have to realize, he says, every time my heart goes into anger, my heart goes into hatred, that's where my passion is manifesting itself. It's taking away from my ability, from my clarity, to be able to discover the deeper Yisoyed Ha'esh that's passionate about truth, that's passionate about Achtos Hashem, which is the ultimate passion because it's a passion that's, that's eternal, that's real, that's authentic. It's not a coping mechanism. It's not a substitute. It's, it's, it's primitive, it's real, it's authentic. You understand what I'm saying? But the, the, we see it in the marshal. You give your fire here, it's not going to be available. Uh, it's not going to be available for the other relationship. It just won't be there. But since it's ash, it's so it works both ways. This ash eats of this ash, or this ash eats of this ash. And a person has to make a choice. Which ash is, which ash is going to dominate by me? If I'm pursuing a relationship that is more external, but maybe a lot of fun, maybe exciting, it's very, very distracting. What is, why is it distracting? Because other relationships are causing pain. It also works the other way. Why is a person running away? Because one relationship is causing pain. I'm lonely. I'm in crazy pain. I'm angry. So I run away to a fast fast fix that will, that seems much more exciting. It's much more hollow. So somebody once told me an interesting statistic, interesting, sad, that people who leave their spouses and uh, marry somebody that they had a connection with during the marriage and then they left their spouse because of it. So you would think that those marriages should be the best marriages. You know, he had Mercedes Nefesh for it. <laughs> he left his wife, he left his kids, she left her husband, as Amasidus Nefesh, probably it's going to be Avenitzchis Loyal and Vod, right? A crazy amount of them end up in divorce. I think this, if I'm not mistaken, after researching, but I think this, because 3% of them remain married. Why? Why? The answer is, the answer is very deep. Because only 3% of them were connected. <laughs> they were never really connected. <laughs> what was their connection? The connection was that they met once a week for two hours. They didn't have to pay bills together. They didn't have to raise kids together. They didn't have to do laundry together. They didn't have to deal with any headache, any headache of life together. It was a complete escape. How much of one was connected with the other one? The answer is basically 3%, maybe 5%. <laughs> So, of course, but that's called a real distraction. So, because, so it goes both ways. This age takes away from that age, but the reason I went to this age is I didn't have the first age. You understand? I was lonely, I was angry, I was in pain, so I ran to an age that's much easier and much faster, and that's what every addiction is. And it's really what anger is also. Why, why do you run to Why do you get angry? Why do you get angry? Why were Chazal so upset when people get angry? Who doesn't get angry? Why? What did I do? I got angry. Angry doesn't mean upset. If you're living in Brooklyn, your your car gets towed. I missed the plane. I'm upset. Fine. I don't think they were upset about that. I mean, they find the Jews who don't get upset about anything. You know, they see and everything. They know it. Movada. Okay, but it's different. Madrigus of consciousness. He came to the Bzusha and he said that the Maggid sent him to find out how you could be thankful for bad things that happen, just like good things happen. He says, you came to the wrong guy. I never had a bad day in my life. 
Rebzusha had nothing. The market wanted he should hear perspective. But the word of Kas, the word of Kas, it's Avoid the Zara. Why? What's Avoid? Avoid the Zara is substituting true reality for fake reality. That's what all anger does. Instead of talking about my pain, I'm talking about how evil you are. In my own head, I'm talking about this. In my own head, I'm talking about how evil you are. That's not what's going on. Doesn't mean the other person is a tzaddik, but that's not the issue. So the Mela, when the first age is missing, I run to the second age. And when I run to the second age, it takes away from the first age. Where is the good side of anger? Huh? Where is the anger for the age? It's not anger. <laughs> the Nefeshalakis is not angry. The Nefeshalakis is in pain. The Nefeshalakis is hurt. That's very different than anger. If I come to you and I say, I'm hurting. Let's say a husband and a wife or two friends, right? And I say, you know what you said hurt me. That's beautiful. In fact, it's a mitzvah. The Rambam says in Hilkos Day is Then, if you come to somebody and you say, you know, this was hurtful, and I want to talk to you about it, he says, that's 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 perfect. It's walking around, harboring the resentment, the grudge, which is not even dealing with the issue. It's busy putting you and telling you how telling myself how evil you are, so I could just feel good without really identifying my loneliness or my pain. The Nefesh kiss always searches for the plimius of everything, for the emes, because it's achtos. You have to understand the Yisrael. He keeps the biggest words in the Kodotar is achtos Hashem. Yeah? Why? Achtos Hashem means truth, oneness. If you're ever dealing with an emotion that is a cover-up, it's never going to bring you to achtos. Because achtos means the state of realness. And if it's an emotion that's a cover-up for another emotion, it's not a state of realness. You have to always understand that. That's what clipping means. Clipping means it's a shell. A shell means it's hiding what's inside. The Aisha of the Nefer the kiss is rooted in oneness. That's where the passion is rooted. It's rooted in, in a love, in a connection, in a fire that's based on unreal reality. All the other fires are, are cover-ups for that fire, but they're very exciting. I'm very excited. This passion. Most of that passion will be short-lived, and it's going to need—it's going to need—it's going to need another one very soon. She says it's always commensurate with each other. So he says the eitzah is he nixiv ki vashem Says in Tehillim, you light up my candle. And Hashem will illuminate my darkness. When a person, beautiful words, when a person really uh, delves into, meditates on the oneness of Hashem and the depth of his machshava and liboy, it's never enough just to think about it. You have thoughts. We're not talking about it. But it's really ability like to really meditate on it, to tune into it strongly. And then the person can help uh, illuminate or trigger the divine element of fire inside of them to fill the void and illuminate the darkness. Because a person needs light. As I sit in darkness, the Navi says, God is my light. What does that mean emotionally? A person is sometimes in Chayshev, there's no fire. Fire also creates light. Fire creates light, it creates warmth, it creates light. Hashem early, Hashem inside of me can be early. And that's why there's a mitzvah for Krishna twice a day. Because Krishna is really the material, the words that allow a person to be able to tune in to this reality that helps trigger the element of fire in the divine soul. <laughs> Listen to his words. Why do you have to do it twice a day? I did it once. Do it once in five years. We already know Krishna. So he says, you don't understand. It's, it's like a person will say, I ate breakfast yesterday. Why am I eating today? I, 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 I inhaled oxygen yesterday. Why am I inhaling oxygen today? He says, the way we live in life, the natural, and it's a very comforting idea, 
The natural thing is you're going to drift away from this. He says it's impossible. A person is living in a physical body. A person is living in an animal consciousness. The animal is trying to cope. The animal is trying to live. A person is involved in the material world all day. To be able to tune in, to tune in to the divine inside of you that is on fire. It's on fire towards truth. It's on fire towards Pneumius. It's on fire towards Alakus. But he says, I need twice a day. I need work. I need twice a day to tune in, to meditate, to be able to uh, open myself up to it. It's it's every day a person works on this to to allow the Yisraeli to prevail, to become stronger. And if a person sustains this exercise, every day there's a little growth. Every day there's a little growth. Of course, we can also fall in the middle, but he's saying when a person sustains this, he says, every single day, you take away a little bit from the power of the more external element of fire. Why? Because remember, fire eats fire. It became a little more subsumed in Gdusha. The next day, your struggle will be in other things, not in that particular area. Because you worked it out. Ah, shibimeloi sayyamim, as a person fills, as a person fills their life, he uses the term from Tehillim, 70 years or 80 years. And every day he said Krishna twice. And Krishna is like the carbon. What's the carbon? With the Yisoyed Ha'esh of the animal is subsumed in the Yisoyed Ha'esh of godliness. So what happens? That's how the person fulfilled their mission in life. Every person was given their fire of the Nefesh Bahamas. Every day with Krishna, I take a little bit of that fire and I align it with the divine fire. He says, until all the Kirchus, after 80 years of a sustained twice a day meditation, all the Kirchus of the Yisrael Deisha TV are now subsumed in the Hainu, ki bi Yisrael gam Kirchus nafshira Bahamas, hu nitzchi. He altered up his words. Even the koich by Ayid, the koiches of the Nefesh Bahamas are eternal. Benasim kisei l'gdusha. And can become a throne for Gdusha. It's not the Nefesh HaLakis, it's holy Nefesh Bahamas. Ash, tik behema, afed, ashtig, it's, go drop, go jump off the lake, I couldn't care less about you. You're a Nisoyan, I want to get rid of you and go to Elam Abba. He says, no. Every day, a little bit of that fire of the Nefesh Bahamas becomes part, it becomes a carbon. Because it's not bad, it's not evil. It's there to be elevated, to be inspired. That's the uniqueness of the word Nefesh Bahamas versus Yetzirah. Nefesh Bahamas teaches you don't destroy, you don't want to destroy animals. You want to discipline animals. You want to ed- educate animals. It's not a melchemes hashmad. It's a melchem of chinuch. You don't educate a child to destroy children. This little stupid baby, immature, animalistic baby, I'll destroy him. Well, if that's how you see education, please get out of that field. <laughs> Let somebody else raise your kids. Chinuch is all about lifting up the child, accepting the immaturity and helping them grow into maturity without obliterating their childhood, right? The worst thing you could tell a three-year-old is, become mature, you little baby. Cry baby. Did anybody ever make fun? Cry baby, cry baby. You know when people did that? I want a kid cry. Oh, cry baby. And when you tell a little kid, cry baby, so then when they're 40 years old, they'll still cry. Right? They just can't show it. (laughs) So they're crying all day and all night because they can't show it. You lift up the child. You sublimate the child. You understand who the child is and you work with them. That's the avoid of Shema. But these oasis are very unique oasis in the Kodotera. That all the kreiches of the Nefesh of Bahamas are nitzchim. They're divine. They become the nasim kisei l'gdushim. It's not a pashta thing. This is one of the, the, the big yisaitis and chassidus. The hestavart from Al-Tarabinus. He was the word. Kreiches Nefesh of Bahamas. Hu nitzchi. It's nitzchi. You know what a nitzchi? Nitzchi means it's rooted in eternity. Hashem is nitzchi. Elokos is nitzchi. The only thing that's Nitzchi. Nitzchi means it's forever. Why is it forever? Because it's part of Kedusha, so it's forever. Sitrachin is not forever, because Sitrachin is a cover-up. It's a Panzai scheme, you know? 
Ponzi schemes like Madoff uh, is a scheme. It could last for a long time, but it's not forever. Communism can last for a long time, yeah? Not forever, hopefully. <laughs> huh? Despite Putin. <laughs> Nothing evil lasts forever. It can't. You know why? Because it's rooted in a cover-up. At some point, the, the lid will be removed, and when Emes is Nizgala, right? Emes merits Titzvach, that's it. You fade away into oblivion. All cover-ups are destined to end up in the disappointment for those who are covering up. That's you should know. That's what always gave comfort to good people in history. What gave comfort to good people? You see, Rabbi Kiva saw Rome. Yes, don't worry. The day comes. The people lived in Stalinist Russia, right? It's powerful. It's not forever. Other things are forever. So when he says Nitzchi, it's very big. It's a very powerful thing. But this is the Nefesh of Bahamas that can be elevated. Idol worshippers. Where the Nefesh Bahamas is just every day gets weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker until it fades away. A person dies to Beis You know, and there's different names for a cemetery. Beis and Beis right? <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> depends. Depends what, depends what the Nefesh Bahamas is. Either it's a Beis HaKvaris or Beis You get older and older and older and it gets one taiva. You know, when you get older, right? You're 20, you're 30, you're 40. A picture of Dorian Gray. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? The picture of Dorian Gray? Eilam Aliyah But he says, By Yisrael, the Nekud of Nefesh Abahamas is an Aliyah, because part of the Nefesh of the Kiss. Because Eishai Chlesh. Umidas, now he says something very, uh, also extremely unique. Al Tarebbe says, the sheer, the middah of a person's life that was given from heaven is basically like the sheer of the person's opportunity and mission to elevate this amount of koiches from their biological animal soul through the times that the person says Krishna, real Krishna, authentic Krishna. It's not like life, it's not like our nefesh abhamas is a mistake. It's some stumbling block. That is, he says, that is the story of life. And that's a very, very important idea because... It's not just you work with your animal soul because you don't have a choice. No, this 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 is the journey. It's not. It's not. What do they call it? Uh, it's not a stumbling block in your way. This is your way. Fakert, the sheer of a person's life is based on what koiches and how many koiches. The sheer. It's almost like a sheer. It doesn't mean, of course, a physical sheer. You're talking about, you know, very deep and nuanced. But he's using the word sheer. But how many kaiches of the nefesh achiyunas that I need to bring into the fire of oneness? And how is it expressed? Krishna. Real Krishna. So it's basically, how many times do I have to say Krishna? That's the amount of life I have. The Lubavitcher was once for bringing, so he said that a yid came to him and said, I'm going to have a yid. How do you know? So he said, because your, your father-in-law, the Rebbe Rayatz, gave me a bracha that I should be a Yireshamayim. <laughs> he said, and it's not happening so fast. So, and his brachas for sure going to be fulfilled. Mamela is partial that I'm going to have an So, this means, in a very real way, that every element that comes up in a person's life, it's never an annoyance, it's never disturbing you. No, it's literally tailor made. Tailor made. Because this is part of my mission in uplifting and educating and enlightening all the parts of me, which includes my nefesh and and my nefesh of Bahamas. And this the Malach doesn't have. The Malach is a sorrow. This the person has. Doimin ke behema and doimin ke malach Malach don't like Malach don't like Well, one Malach, he said, just has one thought. 
and he's already burnt up from that thought. So that's his Krishna, I guess. Now, when he says Lane and Krishna, you have to understand what he means. Yeah. Of course, the mitzvah of Krishna is we say the words of Krishna. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, etc. The halacha is that by Shema Yisrael you have to have Kavon also, at least the first Pasuk. But what he's talking here about Leni, and that's the mitzvah, but like every mitzvah, there's the goof and there's the neshama. When he says here Leni Krishma, he's talking about Krishna, that's a conversation with my animal soul. It's not the, I just opened the siddha, I said to Krishna, you know. Huh? The avoid of Krishna, the primis of Krishna. So he says, you live as long as many times you say Krishna. I don't think he's just saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a person might say, I'm not going to say Krishna again because I don't want to die. <laughs> you know, if I have if I have uh, 9,000 Krishnas, uh, don't, don't say Krishna with your kids. <laughs> I don't think that's the fart. <laughs> it's not a technical Indian, how many times I said the words. It's the Indian, the Toshan of Krishna. <laughs> Right? So I thought Krishna is a uh, is, uh, conversation with your Israel, not with any Israel. Avada. Shema Yisrael. We learned the Bible. Shema Yisrael. Yeah. Where's the animal soul comes in the conversation? Well, the animal soul is present. He's always there. He's always in the audience. Who's also clinched? Huh? Also the animal soul is always in the audience and usually not asleep. <laughs> In Tanya, he says in chapter 13, that certain people, by davening, their animal soul goes to sleep. But he said, it's going to wake up. <laughs> it's going to wake up after davening. When your wife serves you breakfast, it's going to wake up. Don't worry. <laughs> you go to work, it's going to wake up. And don't think when it's asleep. He writes, sometimes the Nefesh Abbas is asleep, so you think it's gone, it's dead. He says, no, the beer, it's asleep. <laughs> You're going to wake up, right? You know, you look, the baby is asleep. There's Ganadin in the house. The baby's going to wake up soon. It's not loyal and even you have a beer or hibernates for six months, he also wakes up. So you have enough Shabbamas that hibernates, but it wakes up. So he's always part of the audience. So I don't want to destroy my fire of the animal soul. You never destroy fire. You, you, you bring it in. You bring it up. You elevate. You never destroy somebody's passion. You never destroy somebody's creativity. That's ish. You don't do that. Passion is holy. Passion is beautiful. I want to elevate the passion. I want to harness the passion. I want to bring the passion into a space that the fire won't cease, the fire won't wane. I won't need another fire tomorrow, another fire, another fire, another fire. That's what I want. That's the avoid. The avoid is not to destroy a person's passion. And that's important because sometimes people think avoid Hashem means, right? If I can get rid of the passion of the teenager, you know? I'm a chaya. <laughs> one of my memories that are not so happy is I had a boy, one of my boys, as a kid, as a little kid, he was extremely uh, exciting and excited. Just run around, created, just, just as charming as it gets, and cute and adorable. He had this fire. We always said, a little, a little baby. And I put him into a certain school. And I think it was pre-1A or first grade. That age, very, very young. And we went to PTA. I went to PTA. So the teacher tells me, he says, I have good news for you, Rabbi Jacobs. I said, what's the good news? I got excited. He said, your son came in. He was so lively. He was running around. And he would talk a lot. And he would interrupt me a whole time. But now, Baruch Hashem, he sits in one place and doesn't say a word a whole day. Baruch Hashem. He became a good student. Doesn't say a word a whole day. And and he and and the guy meant well. He didn't, he didn't mean it negatively. I'm laughing. It wasn't so funny. He didn't mean it negatively. He wasn't like uh, he meant well. He's sitting in one place and he's not saying a word. Huh? No. It wasn't really that. Whatever. He didn't know better. Huh? He didn't know better. No, he didn't know better. He understood the model of Chinuch is, right? If I could create a perfect picture where everybody is as quiet as can be, like in a boot camp, and they're obedient, it's mighty dick. Huh? Like here, everybody. Actually, this is not perfect because he interrupts. Everybody says whatever they want here. Especially Shabbos morning, you have to see what goes on. 
So this is not even, a, he says, I'm, I'm not a good model. <laughs> and he's sitting azoi, and he's with his hand of this. You have to be azoi, point, <laughs> and look in. <laughs> huh? No, but, but you, you get my point. It, it's, it's, and I understand them also. I, I'm not even judging. You have 20 people in a room, and they're little kids. I understand every, every second. So it's, 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 it's easy to become an expert until you're sitting in a classroom and you have to deal with 30 people and 20 people and not Brooklyn kids too. And forest fire is burning out of control. Sometimes they light a controlled fire to contain this. Beautiful. He says when a forest fire is burning out of control, you light a controlled fire to contain it. Sometimes. So, so the idea is, but we have to understand this. I'm not now giving an eights out to run a classroom because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the important thing is, you never want to destroy somebody's fire, ever. That's not the point. Fakert, the point is, it's like a carbon. You say, oh, we have a beautiful fire from heaven. That's not a carbon. That's the hachana. The avoid is, fakert, to bring the animal into the fire. That's the avoid of a carbon. The avoid of Krishna is not that you have a godly fire only. That the godly fire elevates and brings in the fire of the animal. And it always works together. The more the godly fire is intensified, the more the animal fire becomes sublimated in it. Because we need a fire. And the less that fire is burning and the other fire takes over, it's hard for me to find that other fire. You know, once a person gets entrenched in different types of addictions and cravings, you see it's very hard to find that in you. That's why you have to be very careful. If my energy is going into anger, to jealousy, to hatred, to addiction, to this craving, that craving, it's going to be very hard for me to cultivate and find within my heart the ability to have a pure fire, to have pure love. It's true. It's always commensurate with each other. A person becomes addicted to something, then they want to show up for their children. It's very hard. You love your kids, but the fire was already used up. You want to show up for your spouse, the fire was used up. I'll do it more robotically. It's like a responsibility. It's heavy. Because the Aish either lives here or it lives here. Aish Eichla Aish. Either it's Aish rooted in Emes or it's Aish rooted in, in externalities. Huh? Why twice Krishna? Of course, great question. Why twice? Morning and night. When the sun comes up and when the sun sets. Because <laughs> those are the two stages in, in consciousness. Avadi, you could say it every minute. <laughs> the point of Krishna is not just to say it twice. The point of Krishna is to say it twice and it should continue for the day. But it's twice a day because when the sun rises, it's a new day. And when the sun sets, it's a new night. And it's two different states of consciousness. Night and day, the person is in a different place, biologically and also emotionally. There's a beautiful word from the Egle Tal. You know what the Egle Tal was? He was a son-in-law of the Kotzke Rebbe. He wrote a sefer Egle Tal on Hilchas Shabbos, Malachas of Shabbos. It's a very beautiful sefer. It's a longish sefer. It's still learned a lot of those who are dealing with Shabbos, Yeshivas, Kailul, Egle Tal. Ah? Dveikas, Hano, yeah, the Rashi in Sanhedrin, yeah. Yeah, Bia, yeah. So the Egle Tal brings, I think in the Hagdam attack, in the beginning, yeah. I think he heard it from his father. That uh, beautiful, beautiful vart. The beginning of Masechus Brachas is Me'emas Hakayin Neshma Ba'arvis Mishash Hakayinim Nechnasim Lachel Betrumas. When do you say Krishna at night? When Kayinim could start eating Truma. What's Pshat? A Kayin to eat Truma had to be pure because it's holy food. What if the Kayin was Tameh? Let's say the Kayin uh, touched a sheretz that's Tameh or touched a nevelo. The Kayin mm. can't, can't eat Truma. He's to go to the mikvah. But after you go to the mikvah, you, can't, you, can't, you still can't eat Truma. You have to wait till nightfall, Harav Shemesh. In other words, mikveh itself doesn't help. You have to wait till nightfall, and then you can eat truma. The question is, so he says, when do you do Krishna at night? From when the Kayanim go and eat truma. 
The question is, <laughs> you're trying to help me find out a time, but that itself needs an explanation. I went to Chayim. So the Gemara asks, so the Gemara says, that Kufa, the Mishnah is trying to tell you, that the Kayanim could go eat Truma only at night. The question is, why here? Why, by the beginning of Masech the Brachas, you'll discuss on Hilchus Truma when the Kayan can eat Truma. It's the opening of the whole Masechus Brachas. So he says it's an explanation. If a Kayan went to the Mikvah, why can't he eat Truma when I have to wait till nightfall? What's the problem? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm a Kayan. I'm Tameh. I go to the Mikvah, eat Truma. No, you have to wait till nightfall. What's going to happen at nightfall? The Peshat is that as long as I'm in this day, the day is a unit. So if I was Tameh at 2 o'clock, even if I went to the Mikveh at 3 o'clock, the tum of 2 o'clock still affects 3 o'clock, even though I'm in, I went to the Mikveh. Because it's a part of the day. It's, it's the day. It's a certain Mahalach. Once nightfall comes, it's a new day. There's a new chaloyz, there's a new energy, there's a new consciousness, now you can eat Shruma. Of course you have to go to the mikveh, you can't just wait for the new day. So he says, What do do Krishna at night? You eat the Krishna in the morning. The answer is, like the Kayanim. The Kayanim only go eat Shruma at night. Why? It's a new dynamic, a new consciousness. That's why you have to do Krishna Ba'arvis. Because the Kabbalah of the morning doesn't suffice for now. That's the answer to your question. In other words, this idea has to be sustained. It's not, I breathed yesterday, so now I don't have to breathe for the next year. Every moment I have to breathe. I ate yesterday, I don't have to eat for another year. Maybe if you're a camel, you can wait three months. But a person doesn't work that way. Why not? Because the body has to be replenished. The psyche also has to be replenished. So the fact that yesterday I was in a good place, and it's important to understand this, sometimes people say, I'm in a good place. You're in a good place, but it's not going to last. <laughs> people go on vacation, and they have an unbelievable vacation, and Shalom Bay, they come home, and they get into a What happened? What happened is, <laughs> you can't naturally think, I'm in a good place, and that's where you stay. No, you, you drift away. And the reason we drift away is, because he says, he says, in the second line, he says, It's like in any relationship, you see it. Even with humans. Yesterday we were on fire. That's yesterday. Today you're not going to be on fire. Today you're going to be angry. <laughs> Unless you create a fire. You say, my plant died. I watered it last. I watered it last week. That's beautiful, but you didn't water it this week. I I created a Hanukkah candle. Why is it out? Because there's not enough oil. I put in oil. You have to replenish the oil. Why doesn't it burn on its own? Because it doesn't burn on its own. <laughs> it needs oil. It needs oil. So he says, Adam. A person has to understand. I'm in a body. I'm in an animal consciousness. The natural, intuitive way is I'm going to become, I'm going to be distant. I'm going to become distant from myself. I'm going to fall in naturally into coping mechanisms. I'm going to fall into an animal consciousness. That's normal. It's counterintuitive to be able to go into the place of Achdos, even though that's the MS. So there has to be a sustained effort, not once a day, but twice a day, to be able to tune into that for a few minutes person has to zoom in, so to speak, to that part of themselves that gives them a foundation for that day. Okay. You plug in. We spoke yesterday about unplugging, so you have to plug in. Yeah. And recharges is a serious thing, and if not, I can't expect myself just... There's no cruise control in, in Avoid. There's no cruise. Cruise control is a chiddush in the car. But in the journey of life, there's very little cruise control. And if there is cruise control, don't rely on it for too long. You know why? Because cruise control is good if the highway is straight. <laughs> what happens if the highway turns? So the new cars may be, uh, I don't know about the new cars. They're, they're very good with everything, right? They make you touch the steering wheel every once in a while. Yeah? Huh? You still have to touch the steering wheel, yeah. Cruise control, you could. The problem is 
the highway is winding, and there's cars in front of you. And when the highway winds, you cruise control ahead and ahead, and then you go into a regular street, you go over the highway. That's what he's saying. If there was no goof, there was no nefesh Bahamas, there was no Isaac and Gashmis Kalayan, we'll go on cruise control. You're a malach. Malachim are on cruise control. But a person, yeah, I have to, I have to, I have to go, hold on to the steering wheel. I have to, I'm, saying, I'm going here, I'm not going here, I'm going right, I'm not going left, I'm going straight, huh? Control the behemoth. You gotta control the behemoth, yeah. You have to control the car, the Merkava, yeah. <laughs> Harness, not control. Harness. 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 Not control. What real, real control, what does control mean? We use control as a control freak. It doesn't mean that type of control. Control freak. Control means that you're in control in a good way. You know what I mean? If you're running an event, you have to be in control in a good way. Not a control freak, but in control. Yes, I'm in control. That's different than a controller I'm controlling. The city has a controller. Hopefully he's not a control freak. Control means I'm in control. I know who I am. I know what my job is. I'm not afraid. That's what control here means. Huh? You're the driver. You say, don't be a control freak. Remember somebody tells, him, tells you in the car, don't be a control freak. You don't, you don't have to hold on to the steering wheel. Just relax. No, no, you want me to control. Because if not, we could call the Hebrew condition. So somebody says... I don't like the word control. You love the word control. You don't like con- people who are trying to control you, to manipulate you, to exploit you. But somebody who's controlling a situation and bringing out the best in, in the matzah, of course you want to. Do you want a, a concert to have somebody, to con- a conductor to control the, 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 the symphony? Do you want a chef in the kitchen to control the ingredients they're putting into the food? Or you also don't want somebody to control that. When somebody's building your, your, your $3 million house in Muncie, tell me, you want somebody to control it or also just everybody just be relaxed, do whatever you want. Put a brick here, put a wire here, put a bathroom here. That's what they do, right? You want somebody to control, yeah? That's not a bad control. When you say control, you're nefesh Bahamas. Control doesn't mean I'm trying to manipulate you. Control means there's somebody who has a vision and is going to help you get there. When I'm driving a car, I have a vision. I don't have a vision. Waze has a vision. Google Maps has a vision. And I'm going to get you there. You understand? It's very good for the passengers that somebody's in control when you're driving a car. So don't get allergic to the word control. So hopefully the word Bittel, Isaac, we, we, we healed. Now we're healing the word control. <laughs> we have to heal all the words. That's part of the tikkun of our generation. The Aish from the Nefesh of Bahamas and Mylazite. So Bittel, we have to be Myla. And Schlitte and God and, and Krishna and Davening, all stuff my Mylazine. And then at the end, after 80 years, everything will become. Huh? <laughs> 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 Isaac, you're the real therapy session. The replacement for Kaas and Sinna is to love yourself. To love people, to love God, to love your primius. That's passionate. You, you, you love yourself with passion. You love people with passion. You love your ch- children with passion. You love friends with passion. You express your feelings in real relationships. It's very passionate. Kas, Kin, and Sin are all feeding off the Aish of the Nefesh of Bahamas that's trying to cope in life. I'm telling you, you see, most anger comes, uh, it's a secondary emotion. It's, there's always, I'm not always, but probably 90% of the case, under anger, there's another emotion. 100%. Most triggered. I'm professional. He's a professional. You're professional in stop anger. Anytime you're, stop anytime during the day when you're angry and think to yourself, why are you really angry? You're angry because somebody else just upset you. The somebody. most classic example is in a marriage. People get angry at their spouse because, you know, obviously, because they're so connected. And when you really look at it, what's really behind there? You get angry at your brother, you get angry at your sister, you get angry at your parents. You get angry the Sheva Brachas was supposed to be here. You know how it is, right? Around Hasanas and Mitzvahs, there's always a lot of anger. Uh, whatever. So what, what is it really? You'll see deeper, yeah? But on, on the, I, I'm experiencing pain. So why don't I say that to myself? Because that's vulnerable. Oh, I'm experiencing pain. And why am I experiencing pain? Because I feel lonely. Why do I feel lonely? I feel like I don't have you connected to me. So why don't I talk about that? Much better. 
<laughs> the answer is it's vulnerable to say I'm feeling pain. Oh, I need you. Oh, I don't need you. You are Russia Marusha. I don't even know. I should have never spoken to you. I'm cutting you out of my life. I don't need you. Really? So why are you so angry? You're angry because you do need me. Because you want to be connected to me. So why don't you talk about that? So you understand? Go to the core. Go to the core. That's passion. In other words, you're looking for achtos. You're looking for... That's more nefeshalikis. Yeah, I'm looking for oneness. Yeah, I need I need trust. I need you to be here for me, and I feel very lonely. I feel betrayed. I feel uh, you couldn't care less about. You of course your much deeper passion will come out because it's real. It's authentic. The anger is a cover up for that. The anger is I'm so in pain. I cut you out of my life. You're a horrible, horrible, horrible person. So now I can feel a little better about myself. If you're a sick person and you're the worst thing that ever happened, why do I need you? Why did I even think I need you? I'm just giving one example how you see this right away. Misdirected anger. Now the animal, the animal soul is, is, is afraid to say the truth. Maybe when he said the truth last time, he got hurt. So that's why you need the nefeshalikis to say, don't worry, I'll protect you. You could say the emes. The kayotzebazet, it's just one example, but in every nekuda, there's the pnimius. And the pnimius is much more emesdic, and that's where there's much more aish, there's real aish. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.